I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Happy Valentine's Day, lovers. Yes. We're here to profess our love to each and every listener, one at a time. And here we go. Except this is a bonus episode, so uh, don't tell, but we only love you guys who are getting to listen to That's it. That's true. Brandy, this one goes out to you. Monica, this one goes out to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Selena, uh-huh. Rihanna. Yes. Who else will it go out to? Um, um, yeah, only it's only true, single, our, only Madonna. Only pop and R and B singers. Those are those are our only loves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, Janelle, we, we came up with the uh, the idea for today's episode, like on our corporate retreat last year. So last August, I have been waiting six months now. To get to tape this episode, which is, in my mind, synonymous with just eating a box of chocolates in my closet, which is what we're going to do today. Because this episode's topic is Whitman's Sampler. Yes. You know, um, it just occurred to me, I don't know like how well known this thing is internationally, like whether whether it's I... sold in the UK, in I don't Australia. Know. I don't know either. I feel like... It's sort of this um, this thing that kind of hovers at the edge of my consciousness, but I've never eaten it before. I've never bought it before. Okay. I, 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 I've never encountered one in the wild. Well, what other things hover at the edge of your consciousness? Unicorns. I've okay. never eaten them. I've never encountered them. Oh, Certainly you've not in the wild. Eat a unicorn. Yeah. So juicy. <laughs> I heard that their blood can uh, bring you back from the dead. Oh, yeah. No, I've taken advantage of that many times. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So, yeah, but this is our Valentine's Day. We've bought ourselves each a box of Whitman Sampler chocolates. Matthew's uh-huh. in his closet. I'm in my closet because we're recording this during Omicron. Yeah. And we're, we're going to... The gonna... most romantic surge of the year. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. Do you remember when surge just used to mean like the <laughs> like prices on ener- Uber went drink? up? When it meant that like prices went up on Uber and Lyft, like surge oh, pricing. I thought I was thinking surge energy drink. Oh, I don't. Isn't remember that an that. energy drink? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Matthew and I each have a box of Whitman samplers, and it, in case you don't know what that is, it is a particular uh, size box of um, very inexpensive <laughs> This is chocolates. the best explanation I've ever heard of anything. <laughs> it's a particularly sorry. sized box. That's what it is. It has 22 chocolates in it, two each of 11 flavors. But that's not the only size. Oh, this isn't the only size? No, that's a that's a Whitman sampler, but Wait, they come in many sizes. What including, size did you get? I got this one. Oh! So, oh, man, yours is Valentine's Yeah, theme. can you take a screen? I'll, I'll take a screenshot. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, so I went to I went to Broadway QFC. I was going to go down to, to Bartel, which I think has a better selection of Whitman samplers, but I was like, maybe they carry one seasonally at Broadway QFC, and do they ever? I got the Whitman sampler with love. It's a heart-shaped box of chocolates like someone would get in a movie in the 80s. Wow. Okay. I went to my local Bartel and they only had, so the kind of, the kind of like circular 
uh, red foil candy box that you're holding up, they only had Russell Stover brand. Yeah, and I think of Whitman's as being a cut above Russell Stover. They're actually owned by the same company, as we'll find out during the corporate history section, Ah. which is going to be lengthy. Uh, anyway, so I had to go. So Bartel was all sold out of the Whitman sampler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, then I tried. Because of all the lovers. Then I tried Fred Meyer. They didn't have it. And then finally I wound up at Walgreens and I got the very last <gasps> Whitman sampler. Wow. At the Walgreens at 85th and 15th. Do you think this is because of lovers or because of supply chain issues or both? Do you think there, there's like a like a kink in this? <laughs> I think it's because of. I think it's because of lovers chains. I think I, I was going to say a kink in the supply chain, but I didn't mean kink like kink. But maybe I did. Maybe you did. Yeah. Uh, so, Matthew, do you have any Whitman sampler on your? Wait, can can you talk about Whitman's without saying sampler? Do you have any Whitman's chocolates on your memory lane? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Let's. I put that on the agenda somewhere, but let's let's say it up front. Like Whitman sampler is the brand of chocolates at this point. They are, you can't get oh. Whitman's chocolates outside of the Whitman sampler, which is just what they call their box of assorted chocolates. Okay. It, this okay. was not always the case. Like the brand, it's one of these brands that has like expanded and contracted and been like sold off and resold over time. And we'll get into that in great detail. But okay. Uh, the the only Whitman's chocolates you can buy these days is a Whitman sampler that come in sizes from like maybe like three is the smallest one. To like 44 is the biggest one, I think, maybe something like that. Wow. Okay. So mine, I think mine has 11 chocolates in it, which leads me to believe that there's going to be a lot of air in this box. Does yours only have 11 chocolates or is it like mine and it has 11 flavors, but two of each? Uh, no, this one is half the size, half the weight of yours and has 11 chocolates total. How do you know what the weight of mine is? Because you held up the box in front of my face. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So, so Matthew, let's get on with it. Uh, sorry, I had to open a closet drawer to put my feet on. <laughs> okay, great. No, it's time for, it's time for our, uh, everyone's favorite segment. Let's get on with it. Okay. So... As a kid, like, I don't know where I ever have heard of Whitman Sampler. I understand this is a national brand, uh, but I, I don't know where I've ever heard of it. It was not a thing on my childhood memory lane. I feel like at the drugstores of my youth, it was always Russell Stover, which I imagine yeah. is probably the, the, the like, was the main competitor. It was kind of the bigger brand, right? Yeah, I think... I. Th- uh, we'll get when we get into the corporate history. I think they might have already been the same company when we were kids, but I can't remember. Uh, but we'll find okay. out. I okay. think maybe producer Abby suggested this. Thanks a lot, producer Abby. <laughs> now you just left us alone in here to try to figure no, out no. why we're talking about this. It's it's fine. Like, uh, do I mean do we need a reason to eat no. a box of chocolates at at nine forty five on Monday morning? I don't think no. so. By the way, it's so, Monday morning when we're recording this. When you're listening to it, it's it's Valentine's Day, which is um, um, also Monday morning. <laughs> God, this is so, no, such so a good episode so far. Pretend that we recorded this the morning that you're listening to it mm-hmm. and that we can see what you're doing right now. So hold on, Matthew, yeah. answer my question about memory lane. W- make me. Um Okay, so I definitely did know of the Whitman sampler when I was a kid. My mom 
uh, I think was a fan and like I definitely remember getting the idea from her that it was like a special premium chocolate and I also thought that maybe like the sampler meant you could also get them outside the sampler which was al- already not true by the time we were kids but like it was it was like a special occasion box of chocolates I don't remember like exactly when or where I would have gotten to eat the contents of a Whitman sampler but I know I did on at least a couple of occasions Wow do you remember what your favorites were or what they might have been? Um, I think I would always go for something that's kind of like creamy in the middle. Mm. Um, but I would have been I... happy to get anything from a box of chocolates. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Except, except something... maybe like a, like a cherry cordial or some shit. There's, there's no, like, it never stops being thrilling to think about what it's like to open a box of chocolates and I have like that that array of possibilities in front of you and like so neatly organized. I mean, for, for people who like to, you know, not have their food touching, a box of chocolates is a beautiful layout. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to see what it looks like inside this heart box. Uh, but uh, we're just gonna have to wait a little longer, I think. Um, have you ever wait? Have you ever bought someone a box of chocolates? Yeah, definitely. Like like a like fancier chocolates, though. I don't. Th- I don't like th- Godiva. Um, like uh, La Maison du Chocolat. I definitely like one time when I was in New York, brought home some chocolates from La Maison du Chocolat. I remember when that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Like I, I think. I, I'm concerned that the Whitman sampler chocolates are going to fall into an uncanny valley for me because I really like like shitty chocolate and I really like really good chocolate. But there's kind of this in between space where mm. it's like trying too hard. Okay. And you get and you get like not very good quality chocolate, but also without enough like sugar and milk powder. When can we start eating? Let's them? let's do it. Okay. Okay. We we've both left on the uh, the plastic shrink wrap. So one thing I'm going to tell you is Whitman's was the first candy company to wrap their boxes in cellophane, according to according to themselves. Wow. Okay. Here we go. I had to put my mic down to unwrap it. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. So 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 far I've gotten we've got one of these uh, like padded. Protective layers. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of empty space in this box. Oh, wow. There's so much empty space in your box. But but they've been, they've been like, uh, handled with care. Like, I knew that, that this is a box there's that could a, take being, like, shaken up in transit. There's a surprising amount of empty space in my box, Wait, was I too. wrong? Oh, wait, are there two you layers I mean? in your box? Uh, there must yeah. be two layers because... Yeah, mine says yes. There are two layers. I'm just in my box. so I'm just I'm supposed to just like let it go by that you keep saying like there was a surprising amount my of empty box. space in my box. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, so does yours have a key on the the roof of the box? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine has a key on the back on the on the wrapper. Oh, okay. But yeah, so okay. it includes includes like color photos of each one. Oh. Of each chocolate and what it is. Okay. <laughs> Including one that's called the Solid Chocolate Messenger. Ash and I spent a long time in the car driving. Like, when we were driving home from Walgreens, we spent a long time discussing the the perplexing nature of the phrase Solid Chocolate Messenger. Okay, good. What did um, you come up with? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Except that I said, I bet Matthew will have a dumb bit about this. So. Um, 
I mean, I've always called myself the. I mean, I, I guess it would actually be like like racially appropriate for me to call myself the solid think, chocolate messenger. I think it so. would. Okay, we'll just leave that one. Um, so Matthew, um, I have propped up my uh, my key here off to the side, and I'm ready. I'm ready to to start tackling these whenever you are. But we should also mention before we begin that. You know, maybe um, this these these chocolates that we've each bought for ourselves are mm-hmm. also like a special celebration for us uh, of the twelfth birthday of this show. Yeah, that's true. Which mm-hmm. uh, which happened <laughs> like th- six weeks ago. By the time you're listening to this, oh no, 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 no. But but we're celebrating it like this is a special celebration with just us and and the subscribers. That's right. Brandy, That's right. Monica, Rihanna, and so on. I love that we bought we each bought a container of chocolates that that like had eleven different types because mm-hmm. it seems like you know there's like maybe a one to to not grow on kind of or a theme. secret one hidden somewhere in the box. Maybe, but like you know, we're turning twelve. The show's yep. turning twelve. I mean, uh, and we got chocolates. We got eleven types of chocolates. It's like instead of like an extra candle, like one to grow on. This is like one to regress on. Okay, yeah. I mean, that that really like suits uh, what our show is all about. It does. So, yeah. Let's let's dig in. Which one are you going to start with? You know, uh, gosh. I think I'm going to go vanilla. Wait a minute. I think the chocolate buttercream is going to be the basic. So hang on a second. Um, These don't really match up with the picture. Oh, mine do. (laughs) Mine don't. Okay, well, here's chocolate buttercream. It's a dark chocolate. Yeah, I don't even have that one. And I allegedly have vanilla cream, but there isn't anyone in here that looks like that. So I'm just going to like pick up this round thing and eat it. Let me see it. Oh, you got to show it to me, man. Is it milk chocolate? Is it the coconut cream? Is it the orange cream? Is it the... It's milk chocolate. Why didn't they have yours match up with mine? Because mine's like the special heart-shaped one. Like, when you think of a heart-shaped box of candies, what do you associate with that image? Mm. Nirvana in utero. (laughs) Nice, that's true. Mm -hmm. I feel like... Like in the eighties, it was like a, a mm. like a symbol of sex, right? That like if you if you give your loved one one of these, you're gonna get some, right? It means you you're gonna go all the way. Mm-hmm. Ma- Matthew, can I tell you? So this one that's called the chocolate buttercream. Can you see? Look at this. It's basically the inside is like what's in a Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. At first, I was like, not so good. And then I then I decided that I liked it. Okay, the one I just had is not very good. Okay. You ate the whole thing? I ate two-thirds of it, which is too much. Oh, okay. I realized okay. only like partway into the first chocolate that I'm going to need to pace myself. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying gonna the vanilla cream. I'm going to be feeling pretty bad when we're done with this and like mm. not ready for loving. The vanilla cream, look at this. The texture of the cream is like a marshmallow. I expected to hate this. Oh, that looks good. But you and know I don't what this reminds one. me of? This reminds me of, do you remember in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> okay, when, which I still haven't watched. You, The one with Gene Wilder? No, no, I saw it when I was a kid, but I haven't watched it in like 35 years. Oh, do you remember the candy shop when the song like the candy man, the candy man can? Yes. Okay. So do you remember how like the different types of Wonka bars? There's like oh uh, uh, scrum diddly umptious and there's sure. like a anyway, 
there is a there's a, a particular Wonka product that is coated in chocolate and has this kind of marshmallowy looking white filling. And I've always thought it looked so good. And that's what this vanilla cream Whitman sampler chocolate is like. I'm so excited about this. I'm going to save it and finish it later. Okay, so here's what I think is going on with my box of chocolate. So first of all, I'm holding this up for you to see. Like you can see like the vanilla cream that you're holding is on the legend for for my box, right? Uh-huh. Which which was which was uh, endorsed by John Legend. Um but what I think <laughs> happened is there like so there's like four different shapes, maybe five four or five different shapes of chocolates. I think each space was randomly filled with a chocolate of that shape because I think I have three coconut creams and no, no. vanilla creams. Yeah. Okay, well, I've just eaten a um, a chocolate-covered peanut. Do you have any of those? Do I have any of the chocolate-covered peanut? Uh, I think this might be chocolate nut fudge or it might be peanut butter. Let's find out. Does it look like this? No, no. no mine. It's like a... But I, I do... Mm, mm-hmm. I have that. This is peanut butter. I like it. Look, the, these are the chocolate-covered peanuts. Um, okay, you know, so... Speaking of memory Matthew- lane, when I was a kid... Um, <laughs> and Listen to you. Like, just a <laughs> mouthful of chocolates. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. When I was a kid, you know, oh. we, did a, we, we did a project in preschool. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, what I want to do when I grow up is get paid to eat chocolates and talk with my mouthful. And, and it happened. Matthew, I'm having the orange cream. It's not good. I'm not going to save this one to finish later. I don't even have, that's not even on the legend for mine. So I don't, I don't think it's in here unless there was like some error at the factory, which I think there was. So who knows? Okay. So Matthew, um, how about we just keep eating chocolates or, you know, like tasting chocolates and you tell me the history of the Whitman sampler. Okay. Yeah. These, these So far, this is kind of exactly as I expected. Like they're not good exactly but they're better than no chocolates i'm gonna bite into the sea salt caramel which i'm is gonna the bite into the coconut cream i mm, mm-hmm. i don't have a sea salt caramel mm. you're fancy mm. Pretty coconut good. cream coconut oh i like this so much okay i'll do that next coconut cream do you have it mm-hmm. how can you tell you seem so confident about what you have and yet you don't have an actual legend well, but, it I, works. But, but I think the legend works in the sense that each one that looks like the picture is the one in the picture. It's just that not all of these are in my box. Uh, I love how often we've been talking about our boxes possessive. Hmm. Matthew, I need well, to go. Show Lori recently, recently it became clear that she had never heard this, this term before. Box? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, interesting. I feel like it's, it's like. It feel, has like a 70s feel to it, maybe. It is. I mean, could anything be less sexy? It's so I dumb. Mean, I mean, I dare someone to try to have a romantic moment with their significant other today. Yep. And and at some point in that moment, yep. refer to, if you have a partner who has a vagina, refer to it as a box. Mm-hmm. And see how and it see goes. And see what happens. We want, Yeah, we want the full report. <laughs> Okay. Matthew, um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I want to go get a little bit more coffee in the kitchen to have with my chocolates. Okay, Can I right. come back? Because it's only 10 in the morning, so I should have coffee with my chocolates. Right? That sounds really good. I don't have coffee. Okay. Hang on. I'll be right back. Okay. 
don't do anything too silly while Okey I'm dokey. That was so fast. Well, I happened to make a pot of Chemex this morning instead of like a single pour over cup. So I was able to go get myself. Oh, God. My mug is like all stained. Don't you hate it when mugs do that? It looks like a real dorm dorm room mug. It looks disgusting. Okay, Matthew, I'm just going to keep eating chocolates and you okay, talk to me about history. But while you were history. gone, I learned something. We're going to get oh. to the, the corporate history eventually. This is going to be a long episode, so I hope the subscribers really love us. I learned while you were gone that I had two identical-looking chocolates, one of which was the vanilla cream and one of which was a coconut cream. So they forgot to put the vanilla stripes on my vanilla cream. Like Quality control at the Whitman's factory, not what it used to be. Matthew, what do you think of the vanilla cream? Oh, it's pretty good. And uh, the coconut is good, too. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm eating the caramel. This this looks like vanilla cream, right? Yeah, unless it's slightly like circus peanut orange. No. In which case, it's orange cream. It's definitely not orange. I don't orange. recommend that. No. Matthew, question. Yes. Did your caramel come labeled sea salt caramel? Yes. Oh, mine is just caramel. Okay. Oh, the sea salt caramel is quite good. It's pretty salty. Oh, mine is not salty. Okay, I, I think we're we're going to have to cut a lot of stuff out because we're pretty boring so far. No, I don't think so. Tell me the history of Whitman's. All right. Whitman's Chocolates was founded in 1842 by Stephen Whitman in Philadelphia, and he was 19 years old at the time. Oh! <laughs> Coconut. He was 19 years old. Yep. And was he motivated by... Sex, lust, love. Like he no. wanted some chocolates to give to someone he felt passionately about. Yeah, I think that's the reason he started his business. I think that was what went into his business plan. Mm-hmm. Have you ever written a business plan? <laughs> mm. a I don't loose think one. I have. Before we opened Delancey, we had a bit okay. of a business plan. Mm-hmm. A, a bit. All right. Yeah, I've never and opened a, a real bit, business. I mean, it was very funny. <laughs> we did a we did a bit about opening a pizza place. Mm. You ever watch that, that show? Some of our friends, I think some of our friends, myself included, thought maybe we were doing a bit, but we were <laughs> sure. Okay, go on. Um, so I'm going to quote a lot from the Wikipedia article about Whitman's because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Okay, quote: Whitman's first became popular with traveling sailors and their wives. They would what? often bring. <laughs> You know, traveling sailors and their wives. <laughs> Didn't they leave their wives at home and then sing songs to ladies named Brandy? Yes. Yeah, they did. The sailors say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. What yeah, a good that, wife you'd be. That Too was bad this... I already have a wife. <laughs> you're you're reading from the business plan, aren't you? <laughs> okay. Uh, they would They would often bring imported fruits, nuts, and cocoa, which were obtained during their voyages to Mr. Whitman so that he could make the popular European confections people craved in that era. Doesn't that sound really informal? It sounds so informal. It sounds like somebody just spoke this aloud and somebody else wrote it down. Like, I mean... <laughs> Is this how how a, how a chocolate shop has ever actually worked? Like a sailor came in with like a cacao bean, a cacao pot. It was like, I could, have this. Could you use this? I found I found this on a faraway island, and I'm craving it. And then you're like, oh, this looks great. Like I'm gonna make a batch of chocolates from this. People love them, and then you can't make any more until another sailor randomly shows up, right? That's right. That's how it works. Yep. Okay, so this was 1842. 1842. Okay. Uh, All right. Next. 
Uh, also from Wikipedia, quote, in 1877, he introduced instantaneous chocolates in tin boxes that became much admired. And Wikipedia did what? not explain what instantaneous chocolates are. But I found an ad that said they were made, quote, made instantaneously with boiled boiling milk. Hmm. So not, what hmm. I thought was maybe this means it, they contained ganache. Like they pour pouring boiling cream or milk over chocolate. Hmm. But like I talked, I talked about it with wife of the show, Lori, and she was like, I think they just like wanted to use the word instantaneous because they thought it sounded cool, and then told the ad department like come up with something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I've included on the agenda, and we'll include a link in the show notes to a uh, picture of the uh, Whitman shop in Center City, Philadelphia, in 1894, and I like this picture. I, I guess it's a. Painting? By picture, you don't mean photograph. It's not do a you? photo. I think it, it's like, like a something's dr- happened. To drawing it. or painting, I wasn't sure which. And like, there's this woman. Like everyone in the picture looks like a ghost, especially this woman yeah. in front who's like staring into the camera and like staring into your soul. Like I know what you've done. Have you also noticed how small her head is compared to her body? It's <laughs> yes, ridiculous. Um, she's like that shrunken head um, that helps drive the night bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, or isn't there somebody with a shrunken head in Beetlejuice? Oh, man, that's another movie I haven't seen since I was a kid. I mean, I, I hope everybody takes note. We're suggesting some really good Valentine's films here. That's Beetlejuice. True. I mean, I guess if we said Beetlejuice Harry three Potter. times, then Michael Keaton would show up and explain this to us. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Juice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> it worked. Michael Keaton's here. <laughs> Okay, Matthew. uh, Molly, Michael Keaton is behind you. I am in my closet, and it's kind of scary sometimes when it's dark in here. Sure. Why do you go in there in the dark when there's a light? Could you just go ahead and keep giving me the history? Of course. So the Whitman sampler was introduced in 1912. Uh, Quoting Wikipedia again, the package of the box resembles the folk art sampler needlework of a bird on a branch, Pegasus, basket of flowers, rocking horse, rocking elephant, plants, rooster, dog, sailboat, tree, house, and a bear. Hence the double entendre name of the product. So what's on the cover of yours? What? (laughs) Mine is just some stupid flowers. (laughs) I mean, I love flowers. Mine is also just some stupid flowers. Wait a minute. What the heck was that thing you just read to we me? We were we were completely robbed because we were supposed to get a, a bird, Pegasus, <laughs> flowers, a rocking horse, rocking elephant, plants, rooster, dog, sailboat, tree house, and bear. Not tree house, tree and house. <laughs> Hence the double entendre. Na- Has anyone before in the history of language ever used the word double entendre in a, in a non-sexual way? Because here they're referring to it as like a box of different chocolates and as a needlepoint sampler. Yeah, I don't think that's a, what double entendre means. I think it has to be, have a sexual connotation. Like if it was called okay. like Whitman's box and they said that was the double entendre, fine. <laughs> I guess. Matthew, I've now tasted all my chocolates. I've oh, I think there are a couple here. more I still need to get to. I haven't, I've not bit into a... Uh, uh, Solid chocolate messenger. I don't even know what you this know, one I is. I just don't want. I don't want the solid chocolate mm. messenger. Who mm. wants that? I buy a box of chocolates. There's all, like how I... no one wants to be visited by the Grim Reaper. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I buy a box of chocolates, which was just yesterday, <laughs> I yesterday. want it. I want it to be filled chocolates. I want, I want it to be confections. Mm-hmm. I don't want any nonsense solid chocolates. Agreed. Like if you were handing these out and someone got stuck with a solid chocolate messenger, they feel like they were robbed. <sighs> okay. Usually, so Matthew, when the messenger shows up, you're, you're getting something, but in this case, you're losing out on something. That's exactly right. They're mm-hmm. taking away your joy. It's like. It's like when the, when the Grim Reaper, the messenger of death, shows up. Um, oh, my spouse just texted. My spouse's office is below me, and they just texted that they can hear me very clearly. Is that good or bad? I guess I should stop talking about double entendres. Well, uh, <laughs> guess what? There's more coming. Okay, go on. All right. Uh, the women's sampler was allegedly the first use of cellophane by the candy industry and was the first to have a legend showing which candy was which. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, well, that's pretty... The, the the cellophane part, whatever, but the legend, that's really cool. Yeah, so before that, I don't know. Like, maybe it's... Maybe, like, aside from, like, allergy concerns, maybe it's more fun not to know. Hmm. I think we should return to this question so later. I've been into this log-shaped one that I think is the nut caramel. Pretty good. Um, The nut caramel was, was quite good for me, too. Mine is dark chocolate, mm-hmm. my nut caramel. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, the only two that I really actively didn't care for were the chocolate nut fudge, which was kind of like the Three Musketeers one, only with a slightly rancid yeah. note. Oh, yeah. And the orange cream, which was like a circus peanut covered in chocolate. I think um, the the one with a slightly rancid note, probably the, the filling was brought by a, 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 sailor <laughs> a, a sailor who was on a really yeah. long voyage. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Um. <laughs> the sailor's wife, very frustrated. Uh, <laughs> during World War II, again, quoting Wikipedia, servicemen and women who got a Whitman sampler from family and friends spread the word about it once they returned home. This was the point at which I realized, oh, the whole Wikipedia page was written by a PR <laughs> flack for, for the Whitman's company. <laughs> and then I started okay. wondering, Mr. Etymology here, is, can you, is there any other type of flack than a PR flack? I know you there's know, Roberta it's... Flack. You don't have to bring up Roberta Flack. Well, is there any other type of entendre other than a double entendre that's oh, sexual? That's a good so, point. You know, there's a lot of questions here. Okay, go on. What else what else happened in okay, World War II? Also, quote, during World War II, this is my favorite part, women at the Whitman's production line secretly slipped handwritten notes of encouragement into candy boxes to help soothe soldiers' homesickness. Were these dirty notes? I mean, wouldn't that, if you were a soldier who received a box of chocolates that unexpectedly had a dirty note from a woman who worked at the chocolate factory in it, wouldn't that almost make the whole thing worth it? What would you write on a note if you were a a woman working the Whitman's production line? I guess World it would War probably II. start with like a box double entendre, right? Like, well, I think mine would be like my my box is full for you. But, like my but, box wait, but do you want it to be full you? before you get there? <laughs> my box is empty for you. But that's <laughs> you're, so you're so good at lonely. this. You should get a, you should get a job <laughs> at the Whitman's Chocolate Factory. Uh, okay, wait. Now, what? About, let's come up with a different a different box. I'm I'm, I'm awaiting your creamy filling. <laughs> How about that, we can do this because it's a bonus episode. <laughs> Oh, Matthew, that's so gross. I know. I okay. How about mm-hmm. um um 
Uh, wife of the show, Lori, was saying that she she uh, she loves reading books about about World War Two and like the home front and all like all kinds of like historical books like that. And um, that she read one um, where they were talking about like the um, people who censored the mail being sent to to soldiers in the theater of war or whatever. And uh, and I just came up with. OK, one. OK. Except that it's wrong. No, I, I, it like I, goes in the wrong direction. I was trying to find something that plays on a nut cluster. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. But like, I like um, sending kisses to your nut cluster, or sending mm-hmm. kisses with with your nut cluster, sending or kisses with your nut cluster. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm really good like, at this, aren't I? I? I think if I got that in the box, I'd be like, I'm concerned about this person. Like, are they having a stroke? No, what about? Let me find something else. How about? Um, can't wait! Can't wait to see your nut. Here, here's my nut cluster. Can't wait to see yours. How about that? <laughs> So you're really good at this, Lori. So defeat, defeat Hitler and, and get on home because I'm waiting for you. <laughs> okay, but finish telling me about what what Lori said. Um, that that she said that uh, that uh, she she loved reading this thing about um, like uh, someone who had worked censoring mail being sent to soldiers and how like they, they would open and like read through and, and censor all the letters and that uh, that this person was was shocked at how filthy some of the letters from soldiers' wives were. And wow! I, and I was this like, person was shocked. I was like, well, "That's not I shocking," mean, and yet I totally want to read these letters from like yeah. like forty forty wives of the forties. Has somebody printed these? There, I, there needs to be some I sort seem, of I like. I assume a... they must have. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, all right, Matthew. What? What else? Um, okay. Uh, some of the celebrities who appeared in Whitman sampler ads include John Wayne, Humphrey Bogart, Bob Hope, Jimmy Stewart, and Elizabeth Taylor. Wow! These are print ads, I think. Okay, good job, Whitman Sampler. Mm-hmm. I did. All I want to do is now is just think of like more, more like suggestive notes to stick in a chocolate box and and send <laughs> off and send off to uh, soldiers on the front. Okay, go on. Okay, um, something. So yeah, uh, and uh, after World War II, consolidation hit the food industry. I know it sounds like I'm still reading, but I wrote that sentence okay. myself, and I was kind of proud of it. <laughs> Okay. So Whitman's was first purchased by the Pet Evaporated Milk Company, which was then sold to, and this has absolutely really happened, IC Industries, a holding company for the Illinois Central Railroad's non-rail assets, which later rebranded itself Whitman Corporation because that was their best-selling product. Wait a minute. Okay, so the... The chocolate company was bought by an evaporated milk company, which was then sold to... To a railroad. Well, but it was a non-rail asset, yes. a holding company. Uh-huh. Business is weird. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it was brought, bought by Russell Stover in 1993. Okay, so it was not, when we were kids, they were not yet the same company. Uh, okay. And that was in turn bought by Lint and Sprungli in 2014. <laughs> I want you to keep saying Lint and Sprungli. I was really looking forward to that part. Does Whitman Sampler always come in a box? Like, well, does any does anybody ever give a bag of chocolate? I'm so glad you asked because I didn't buy one. But last time I was at Bartell, I saw they had a Whitman sampler sack, and it no. was so. And then I thought, like, does that just mean like a bunch of like naked chocolates are like rattling around in a sack? And the answer is no. Do you remember? Yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. Each- I, I well. No, you please. After you. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this episode at all. It's just going to be like, like front to front rem- to, to bottom. Do you remember a dumb old bit we had about the human sack? <laughs> yes, but I don't remember like, what it. A, is it just that well, like every had- human is is a human sack? Well, yeah, because we're like 75% water yeah. or something. We're not going to... Anyway, it's not very funny now that I bring it up, but sometimes <laughs> I just think about the human sack and it just makes me laugh. Yeah, it is funny. Like, like yeah, everything about like being like a like a living organism is gross. <laughs> Speak, so speaking disgusting. of which, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm like in the midst like of a, of a real existential moment and not in like okay. a super negative way. But uh, but like I I, uh, I mentioned, I think, on a recent episode that that uh, I did. I got like the first half of getting a crown done on my tooth. So I have like this yes. half a tooth in my mouth that is waiting for to be made whole again with the application of a synthetic tooth crown in a, like mm-hmm. another week and a half. Go and on. at the same time, our garbage and recycling haven't been picked up for three weeks because uh, first there was snow and then there was COVID. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and so we don't know when that stuff's going to get picked up. It's just totally piling up some inside our home and some outside. And I realized I had gotten into this I, this feeling had overtaken me that like once I get my, my tooth fixed and the recycling and garbage get picked up, then my life will begin. And I, I know this oh, is not really? not a healthy way of looking at things usually, but I can't shake it. Just like, you know, things are going to be different around here once I get that tooth and we get rid of these many bags of recycling. I I remember feeling that way, especially as a kid, about things that I was afraid of. Of mm-hmm. like like oh. you know I I would know like if I had to get a booster shot at my like eleven year old well child oh, checkup yeah. I would start counting down like around age eight and a half and I would think my life will be okay after this shot is over oh I but still it was do always this. way in the distance oh like, yeah. Like, I can't really live until this shot is behind me or this thing that I don't like or this exam, this like school exam. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I still do this all the time. No, like last last year, like I had but it's, I like that colonoscopy and uh, and like a, another like checkup and like uh, and some other dentistry, like all in the same month. And I'm just like, I can't think about anything else until this stuff is over with, even though there's nothing I can do about it now. And it's still weeks away. It's interesting, though, that what you're thinking about now are actually positive things. And eh. I mean, the, the no? like the experience garbage pickup is not a oh, positive no, garbage, thing. Right. Oh, you mean right now? Yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. and like getting yeah. my tooth like fixed is is positive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But it, yeah, yeah, it's just like it, no, it's it's not like that. I'm dreading anything. It's that it feels like things are on hold. Oh, God. So I'm just man, gonna put I'm you on sorry. a brief hold, and I'll be back in 17 minutes. <laughs> Uh, Matthew, I'm really sorry. That's a really tough way to to feel on Valentine's Day. It's it's not so bad. And probably by the time people hear this, I'll have a new tooth and the garbage will have been picked up. And that's yeah. and that's really like what could be more romantic than that? Um, is your tooth somewhere where your wife might graze it with her tongue while kissing you? Uh, it's pretty far back, so I don't think oh. so. Mm. Uh, that says a lot about about what yeah the way you yeah kiss. yeah yeah no 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 yeah. we try we try and get like like uh we have like a some calipers 
<laughs> and and like that's how that's how I mean you know things the, the calipers have a, have a line on them that say says hot and heavy and like once once they get opened beyond a certain point, <laughs> and that's and that's cal- calipering tongue length. I'm rem- I the only calipers I've ever seen is once in like grade school PE they used fat calipers on us. That this sucks. Was the 1980s? Yeah. it was. A depraved era. Yeah, that's awful. Fat calipers in PE. Yeah. Oh, 80s PE was like the the deepest pit of bullshit. I think especially for girls, but for everyone. Do you remember, though, um, do you remember in PE when the big parachute would come out and and a bunch of like Nerf balls and you would play with the parachute? That was like like throw it up in the air and run underneath and and like a few kids would suffocate. But it was the 80s. So what are you going to (laughs) do? It was fine. I mean, they were they clearly they hadn't probably passed the fat calipers test anyway. And so according to the school, they were just right. A lost cause. Yeah. Uh, anyway, can you even believe they used to do that? That's no, so, it's so horrible. awful. I don't want to think about it's, it. It's okay. Um, what I would think want to think about is like, what if you put a note in the, in the box that said, "I, I, uh, I'm including these these broken calipers that I tried to use to measure the length of your dick, but they wouldn't, they weren't long enough." But but these are from a, a lady working the production line. So, she's so how never would met she know, him. right? But but she's just yeah. assuming. Um, let's see. And she, and she had, to, had a pair of broken calipers and didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, oh, uh, important news that's too late <laughs> uh, about about the shapes of chocolates. The candy's flavors oh. can be determined by their shapes. <gasps> a square shape denotes caramels. A rectangle means nougat filling. Oval chocolates typically contain fudge. The soft-centered flavors, including cherry cordials, are round, and nut clusters are easily identified by their rough surfaces. Oh, what do you think about this? If you were gonna, Matthew, if you were gonna make your ideal, like, like chocolate, like mm. molded, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call these confections? Mm-hmm. Chocolate confection. Mm-hmm. What would be the type of chocolate? What would be the filling and what would be the shape? I want like a good quality dark chocolate coating. I want like some sort of sort of, sort of like fluffy. Like, no, I want a ganache filling. Mm, and okay. Maybe coffee ganache. Like like with oh, like espresso God. flavored chocolate ganache. And I want yes. it to be kind of square or rectangular. Okay. That's my pick. I oh want, man. I want, but but do I want a box of all those? No, because like no, you know, like you that guy want... in that movie once said, life life is like a box of chocolates. It's got like a you lot of unnecessary know. air and padding in it, <laughs> and you never know what you're gonna get. That's right. So <laughs> so life so has run. a lot of unnecessary air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm thinking about too is, do you remember as a kid if your mom ever got chocolates or something? Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of them being like? Like liqueur or like alcohol. Yeah, I remember ganache. this being like a thing we would talk about as kids. And you know what? I remember one time, like, like, because because we would talk about like whether you could get drunk off of off of liquor flavored chocolates. And I mm. remember realizing at some point that uh, not all kids would make a distinction between like a l- small like a- airplane sized bottle of liquor and a ch- chocolate filled with liquor and sort of thought these were the same thing. <laughs> oh, I remember why. It's because there were these like chocolate shaped like champagne bottles. 
Oh, do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah, and but so there, there have been chocolates shaped like so many things. Right, and so like the the allegation was that like you could easily like if you popped like two or three of these, you would be like smashed, which probably was not true. Probably not true. I I remember, you know, as we've been talking, I've remembered. So I have a brother who lives like in the Boston mm-hmm. area. And he's a good deal older than me. And I remember when he and his wife, like there was this new chocolate maker like in their town. And I remember him going and buying a box of the chocolates and they were all rectangular. Mm -hmm. They were so cute and tiny. And I remember some of them were infused with tea. This was like a big deal back then because this was probably the late 90s, like the beginning of like tea infused chocolates. But there was also like a brandy one or cognac or something. And I remember it being so delicious and being really surprised that I liked it because I think I still thought of myself at that time as somebody who would not like that's interesting like yeah those um, kinds of flavors like how old were you at the time I would have been like 19 yeah because because teenager of the show December we just got some of that Royce chocolate with that's really the yeah. box of chocolate that I want is the Royce Nama yeah. chocolate um and the the flavor that we got is the same one that I got for you has it has some brandy in it and uh, I oh, haven't even does? noticed. Yeah. Oh, the one you bought me has brandy in it? Yeah, but but Teenager of the ah. Show December noticed it immediately and did like it, but was like, oh, these have some sort of alcohol in them. Oh, I did not even notice. Yeah. I was like, yeah. They were delicious. Yeah. Oh, Matthew, I'm uh, I'm running out of steam. That's okay. I think it's, I'm going to close up think... the box. Let's put the magic back in the box, which is so also a you... note that... that was included. <laughs> Do you think that you'll be finishing these later? I think I'm going to offer them to the family. I don't think they're going to last very long. Wait, you're going to offer your half-eaten chocolates to the family? No, I, I, I didn't bite all of them. Did you bite every one in your box? I bit every single one. <laughs> both, except... both layers? No. Okay. No. So, like, but yours your... only has one layer. But okay, so I, I bit. I, I still have one, two, three. Four, five that are unbitten. I'm not going to offer a bitten chocolate to anyone. Wait a minute you you only tasted six of yours. Yeah, I only tasted six of mine because I think I think all of the remaining ones are the same as ones that I've tasted, or 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 like there was an oops all berries incident at the factory, and who knows what's in there. Did you say an oops all berries accident? Yeah, like like Captain Crunch oops all berries. Are you familiar with the cereal? Oh, the I, Captain Crunch, but but oops, all berries. Okay, so there's there's uh, Captain Crunch, the original. There's Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries, which have the like uh, fruity, not they're, they're not fruity pebbles, but you know, with the the uh, the little puffed. They're like kicks, but but sugary and and fruit flavored, right? Then there's Captain Crunch's Peanut Butter Crunch, and then there's uh, Oops All Berries, which came out maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago. Uh, and it's just the Crunch Berries with none of the original Captain Crunch pillows. And they've done some other limited edition flavors. You just like rattled off that product list so beautifully. One time they did I... Captain Crunch's Oops Chocolate Donuts, which doesn't really make sense as like a thing that are could happen you, at the factory. Are you messing with me now? Is no, this real? That's real. Uh, oh Google my God, it. Matthew. How have I known you for so long and I didn't know about your encyclopedic knowledge of Cap- Captain Crunch? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Captain Crunch Oops Choco Donuts. <laughs> Like, I, I, I really like. I, I think 
I, I've always liked Captain Crunch for one thing, but also like when they came out with the Oops Choco Donuts, like this made a big impression on me because it is such like a an absurdist joke. And like I could like I don't know if they intended it that way or not, but just like the idea that there could be like like an industrial accident that could that could uh, I mean industrial accident yes. So several people were killed and it produced chocolate donuts, <laughs> and they had to they had to update their sign that says like you know it's been zero days since a choco donut incident. <laughs> okay, I think um, that's my favorite genre of joke. Is any joke involving like a, a, a sign that you have to update at the factory <laughs> or the job site? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Uh, we we can't tell you how much we love you, but if we if we could, it would be in the form of a note full of really <laughs> really bad double entendres. <laughs> and you'd have to buy a box of chocolates to get it. Can Can I tell you a quick story before we go? Oh, fine. Um, I I used to do this podcast uh, with a friend of the show Becky Selingut called uh, Look Inside This Book Club. Uh, and it was a uh, like a comedy romance novel podcast where we would read or sometimes write a romance novel and make fun it of it. It was really funny. And one time for like a Patreon like like giveaway uh, promotion, we said we would uh, leave someone a dirty answering machine message, uh, like reading from like an especially explicit book on someone's answering machine uh, if uh, if they were like the the twentieth subscriber or something. Okay. And like, I like this seemed like a funny idea at the time, and and it was. But then, like, when we got to like actually having to do it, I realized, wait, I have to leave a dirty message on the answering machine of of, of, like somebody I don't know, (laughs) like with my voice, like saying all these things. It was very difficult (laughs) to do. And I was, and then I went after I I said it, I'm like, am I going to get in trouble for this somehow? (laughs) But the, but the good part, I mean, the good part is that it was. A presumably someone's like cell phone voicemail box right it I, wasn't like it wasn't like the household answering machine with the tape in it, it I mean, the, can you imagine it was the household answering machine with the tape somehow this person subscribed in 1989 <laughs> no I just love the idea of like you know the kid coming home from school seeing that there are three new messages on the answering oh, machine no. hitting play and there's Matthew Anyway, all right, everybody, hit play. And Mom, there's I think Matthew. this message is for you. There's a lot of throbbing. <laughs> all right, thank you, thank you for uh, for supporting us. We couldn't do the show without you. Uh, like we absolutely could not, and it wouldn't be nearly as fun um, without knowing that there were people who have this same dumb sense of humor on the other on the other end of the line. Yeah, you know what you should do tomorrow: go to the drugstore. And look for um, half-off Valentine's Day Whitman samplers because that's <gasps> yeah. about what it's worth. The uh, the the coconut cream, though. I mean, it's kind of like a tiny macaroon. Yeah, you're and gonna get, like get it. Get yourself uh, while you're there. Get yourself some Markdown uh, Reese's peanut butter hearts if they have any left. Although those, mm-hmm. those things go fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Oh yeah, and and you probably know where the Reddit is. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's it's wherever it is. It's uh, it's wherever it is, and you are wherever you are, and we're so glad to have you here with us in spirit. I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. We're we're surgeon in our closet. Oh, surgeon! We're surging. <laughs> in our there's closet. a surgeon in my in my closet. Wait, there is. <laughs> 